Welcome everyone to the Comfortable Being Uncomfortable podcast, where we discuss topics that will push the limits in order to have an honest and transparent conversation. Please join us after the following messages from our sponsors. Yo, what's up? It's Doc Ronnie Mac. Hey, when you catch me on the street, I'm always rocking my above average clothing. So check them out online, www.aboveaverage.online. Or check them out on IG, the underscore above underscore average, the newest hip hop urban clothing out there. You're some good guys, man. This show is great. But I sure am hungry. What should I eat? Ah! The Halal King. Man, they have the greatest authentic Halal food in the DMV area. Look them up on IG at the Halal Kings and place your order today. I know I am. Quarantine got you missing out on your hookah lounge meetups? Well, look no further than District Hookah for your in-home hookah needs. Hookah packages, flavors, and more, and special in-home delivery and setup. Visit at district underscore hookah now and order yours today. And what is up? It's your man, Doc Ronnie Mac here. Comfortable being uncomfortable. What's good, everybody, on this Sunday? Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday. Huh? Feel good. Mm-hmm. What's good, man? What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I just said that, but you know, I'm good. Yeah, I know you said that, didn't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, I also got my man Rob up in here, man. What's good, Rob? What's happening, y'all? What's going on? Rob out here rocking the newest sponsor's attire, Shades of Faces. Got to check them out on Instagram and Facebook, Shades of Faces. Uh, tell my man Warren that Doc Ronnie Mac and Rob sent you. Uh, also, we got we got to show love to all our other sponsors. You know, we love all of you. Trent, what's the newest one we got? Uh, positive Ink. Uh, if you guys go check them out, man, they, they do some really good, uh, positive, impactful clothing. Uh, t-shirts and things like that. So definitely go ahead and check them out. Positive Ink. You can find them on IG uh, at Positive Ink. Positive Ink, man. I like find that. Find them on Facebook, everywhere. Yeah, it's great. I like that. Positive Ink. There's a lot of stuff. You know, <clears throat> I, you know, I always said like, I, you know, it's like Sunday mornings earlier than we normally record. You know, we usually do it two o'clock. Uh, I feel like doing praise dance, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Well, please, please don't. Please don't. He's the homie. I said on a Monday, he's the homie. I said on Tuesday, he's the homie. And then on Thursday, I skipped Wednesday, but you know. Y'all don't remember that? You could tell that he didn't get his PhD in music. <laughs> man, but yeah, man. Uh, so anyway, man, what we got in the cup today? Black coffee. Black coffee. All right. That's that's that hangover medicine. Yep. Coffee with cream and sugar. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be an interesting show today. Yeah, everybody, oh, everybody, everybody trying to <laughs> everybody's gonna be a good look, one. Look, I'm gonna tell you something. 
Yeah, if you're watching right now on Facebook, I can tell you, I can tell you that if you're watching, you're like, these motherfuckers are drunk. <laughs> they still drunk. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Not at all. I just I'll, woke up. I just woke up, uh, you know, a little later than usual. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, nothing wrong with that. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. All right. So, look, let's kick things off, man. Jump right into it. Black Lives Matter, the newest, hottest uh, movement that's taking place right now. Uh, so got a lot of stuff going on with that, man. Protests are still going on with uh, with uh, George Floyd incident, some other uh, incidents taking place. But the newest one last night uh, or a couple of days, I think it was a couple of days ago, I think now. But uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta uh, PD officer was fired for killing uh, a black man. Um, tough situation. Uh, Rob, I got to open it up to you because, you know, you got some of the most uh, experience in the, in this joint, so. Yeah, so, you know, uh, when I first when I first heard about the joint, I was under the impression that, you know, officers just rolled up and just blew a dude away while we fell asleep in a car at a Wendy's drive-thru down in Atlanta. But uh, after watching the body cam footage, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to let you know something right now. Like, I'd have lifted his ass to the moon. Like, he got into a fight. Like, the, number one, these two officers were, more than polite with this guy they they asked him where he was coming from why he was in town oh my mother passed away i'm going to visit her gravesite the officer said i'm sorry basically you have my condolences like the officer just he wasn't being a dick you know what i mean he was just being a nice guy i mean he was actually like he didn't feel under threat from from uh from the gentleman or anything because when the other officer pulled up you can see on the second officer's body camera that the first officer turned his back to the suspect. The first thing you do in the, in the police academy when you're when you go to the academy is you're taught don't ever turn your back on the suspect. The, the first officer didn't feel like he was any type of threat or anything like that. He might have just had a little too much to drink. The first officer walks away. They start talking. They're both polite. Both of the white officers are polite to each other. Oh yeah, you know, just I don't feel like dealing with this guy. You know, let's just. Let's just, you know, let's check, test him, see if he's drunk, whatever. Next thing you know, they get into a scuffle, and then the guy grabs the taser from the officer. You disarmed a police officer. I don't give a sh- I don't care. So, 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 Rob, let me ask you this question, right? There's a lot, there's a lot of uh, feedback on that, a lot, of, a lot of going back and forth on that. I know you're saying he disarmed the police officer, but is a taser considered a lethal weapon? You're goddamn right. You want to know what? I'm going to put it to you like this. Okay. You're taught in the academy that there's a, as a police officer, there's a gun at every scene that you go to. You know which one? The one you bring. When you show up as somebody, even if it's just somebody falling asleep in the drive-thru, there's a gun on you. There's an FBI statistic. Go back and look. When I went through the academy in 1997, I think it was something like 40% of the police officers that were killed in the line of duty were killed with their own service weapons. That's why they upgraded the police body armor to stop the bullet of the police officers that carried it, of, of, of the bullets of the, of the guns that the officers so, carried. So, all right. So based off what you just said, <coughs> Taser, you, you good, Trent? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I'm, man, you go over there clearing your throat, mighty hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he been clearing his throat all morning. <laughs> no, hard, but it was hard catfish. I'm sorry. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's a full-time job, man. man yo. Oh, yo, wow. Catfish, catfish. We're talking about yeah. Rob, but no, back to the subject. Rob, mm-hmm. so if a taser is considered a lethal weapon. Oh, absolutely. It could incapacitate the officer. Why? 
Why is it that police departments say that tasers are considered non-lethal weapons? Well, think Man, about it. Like hold this. On. So, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because a lot of times they hear about people who have died being, after being tased, and they're like, "Well, we deployed our non-lethal weapon," but just saying it's a lethal weapon is categorized as a lethal weapon. So, as a police officer, if he's if he's disarmed, obviously he can uh, um, react in a way that uh, uh, he can he can um, go after the the person in a lethal method, right? Right. So, I mean. Well, well, think of, think about a baseball bat. I can use a softball bat to hit softballs out of the park, okay, if I was that good, which I'm not, all right? But I could also use a softball bat to crack your head open. It's the same thing with a taser. I can use a taser as an alternative to lethal force. But if I use a taser to incapacitate a police officer and then disarm him of a lethal weapon and then take his life right there or the lives of somebody else, that, that taser in the wrong hands can become a lethal weapon. It's just like driving a 6,000-pound car. A 6,000-pound car could be used to take your kids to soccer practice, or it could be a 6,000-pound guided missile. So essentially, there's no such thing as a non-lethal weapon. It's like, it's like using a fork. I can use it to, to <laughs> eat my spaghetti, or I can well, use I... it to pluck your eye out. Like, you know, it's just... You know, come on, man. You turn him, you point and put. I mean, he turned. I saw on the video where he turned and fired that taser at the officer. You incapacitate that officer. Let me tell you something. That officer has every right to use lethal force to defend himself and the general public. And that, if, if that had been me, and trust me, I spent a number of years behind that badge. If that had been me, I'd have lifted his ass to the dark side of the moon. I'd have emptied my damn magazine in his ass. Come on, man. I'm just yo, you told me to keep it I'm keeping it real with you. you I know, but damn. You. Come on, that's I'm too you know real. Look, I'm letting you know what's up. I'm letting you know what's up. That dude knew exactly listen, just because you're drunk and just because you're black doesn't mean that you don't know the difference between right and wrong. Period. Damn, right. That's it. I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm gonna tell you. Like this. Look, look. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the cigar. Smoke a cigar. I'm gonna say it like this, man. Rob is the most violent person out of the three of us. I am not violent. <laughs> I, ref I refute that statement, Doctor. <laughs> I would empty my clip. Not. And you'd be fired just like he is. Well, then so now, be again, it. I would have been I fired for doing my, doing doing now, exactly what I swore to the public I would do, which is defend them. And also defend my brothers and sisters in blue. Listen, I'm all for the Black Lives Movement. I'm all black for the current social situation that we got going on. Y'all know that already. But at the same time, I keeps it real. I, can't, I call hey. a spade a spade and a deuce a deuce, period. Also, you know how to play spades. Good. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob, hey, I, you know, I'm giving you a hard time. But I'm, I, I think on this matter, after looking at the body cam footage, it's a tough one, man. I don't no, think. No, no, what? I don't think what? What's wrong? I agree. How can, how can you how can you say that? Say what? This man was all right. Let me uh, now it's my turn to interview you. So no, no, you you're, you're missing the point. I'm saying <laughs> no, keep the train. See this? He's already no, on the defense. No, I'm agreeing with you. your ass. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here agreeing with you and say, yeah, man. You know, it's a tough one. You, I don't see how you can say that it was not a justified police shooting. Oh, okay. Now, now, calm down. Puff your cigar. Have a little drink of your coffee. You all right now? 
I think people, look, I got people chiming in on Facebook Live. They're like, it's not, I'm like, look, wait, y'all didn't even let me get through the point before Rob started jumping in talking about how can you, no, it's tough to, for people to say that this was not justified. This was justified. And I think everybody on this, on this will, will, will agree with that. Cause I mean, you know, the first, the as first is show, customary on this show, I got to disagree with both of y'all. Whoa, my God. But I'm like, yo, I'm going to have one person. You gotta have one person. But you know, the, 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 uh, I think the, the, the biggest thing is that, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that was, that was coming out at first was, um, mm-hmm. the, the, you had the, the surveillance video from the Wendy's and then you had the cell phone video. So by looking at those two, you're like, eh. So I'm glad the police cam didn't take weeks to come out. But see, now, that's what, that's the thing. Now, the only reason take, why it didn't take, the only reason why it didn't take weeks to come out was because this was a, a, a justified killing. If it wasn't, we would have been still waiting for that body cam. Cause that's how, that's how they fired a cop. I said justified killing brother. Rob, are you not listening today? What, what's going on, man? No, I, I, like they I'm, fired I'm agreeing with you. You said what? No, I'm, said, I'm, not, I'm not talking about I'm, that. I'm, 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 I'm fucking this up. All right, I'm listen, I'm, about, I'm, not, I'm, about, I'm sorry, Trent. You are absolutely <laughs> correct, bro. I had to stop and think about what it is that you just said. Listen, I'm on, I'm on another planet right now. My blood is on. My adrenaline's going. I'm just. I'm, I'm going to let y'all know sometimes I, I search for a fucking fight. I'm sorry. I, I search for an argument sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, let me drink my coffee and shut that. We, we like we support you. All right, so since we laughing and giggling right now, we got to move to Dave Chappelle, man. Cause I'm telling you, Dave Chappelle released 8:46 on Netflix YouTube the other day, man. And uh, if you haven't got a chance to look at it, man, it's a 27 minute uh, 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 special that Dave Chappelle released. Where he he talks about a lot of sh- shit that's going on, uh, the George Floyd and protest and Candace mm. Owens. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, very funny stuff. What y'all thought about that? The uh, special, man. I th- man, it was, it was exactly Dave Chappelle was exactly who being who he is. That's exactly Dave Chappelle has always been that way. And me and Ralph was talking about this uh, off camera, but like Dave Chappelle has always been that way, right? He he he, you know, tells it how it is every single time. And at at this point, you know, he wasn't even trying to be funny. He was just like, hey, I'm look. It, it, right now, this is too serious, and he just gave facts after facts after facts, um, and just kept going, you know, going after people. And he, you know, people can disagree with whatever he, you know, he says. I know his latest special, the uh, what the critics gave him, it was like what ten percent, but the audience gave him ninety nine percent because everybody agrees with a lot of the stuff that Dave Chappelle said. Dave Chappelle's being, like, he was being accurate with everything he said, man. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. I think he hit. He hit a lot of tough, tough subjects on the, I, but when he got, he got on Don Lemon, he got on, he got on, uh, uh, what's the girl named Candace Owens, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I respect him, you know, even Don Lemon came out and respect him and say, Hey, look, you know, what I said about celebrities going out there to the battleground. And then after hearing what Dave said, you know, it makes sense. I, and I, and I agree with him, you know, now you got Candace Owens, Mm. So if you don't know the story about Candace Owens, Candace Owens has a background where uh, she's she's what you like to call someone who uh, is actually just running with the system. She's taking oh, she's taking she's got a hand out and she's taking wherever she can get fame and, and fortune from. She's a provocateur. And, yeah, so it's exactly. like 
So yeah. if you don't if you don't notice the whole history about Candace Owens, you gotta go search on YouTube. Candace Owens is a uh, there's a video that gives you the whole background about how she uh, won a uh, uh, what was it Trent a racial uh, lawsuit. Yeah, she won a lawsuit. Yeah, for yeah, I guess it was something like at her high school or something like that with uh, the sheriff's son or the mayor's son. Uh, you know, did some ra some racist stuff, whatever. And she ended up winning with thirty seven thousand uh, dollar lawsuit, I believe. Yeah, so she won that. She was a former Democrat, uh, mm -hmm. had ties to the NAACP, worked with the NAACP, I believe, um, had a back had a backing with the NAACP, and then all of a sudden, uh, a couple things happened, and some some phone calls were made, and I guess she was told that she could make money, <laughs> and she went ahead and did it. So that's why I have no respect for Candace Owens. Uh, I mean, she's smart, but. I think being a, a black conservative, being a black Republican, that she really does a disservice to to us in our movement. You know, our movement is is that we're trying to, and and you know, a lot of people disagree, and and that's fine. I mean, Democrats, progressive liberals versus conservative Tea Party Republicans, but we're trying to get brothers and sisters on the on the blue side to wake up to, you know, coming to the conservative side. And Candace Owens is just. She's just screwing everything up, man. It's people like her to just give black Republicans a bad name, as if being a black Republican isn't hard enough already. You know, we're some of the most persecuted individuals walking this planet right now in this country. And 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 now we got her. You say you know persecuted. I mean? Persecuted. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. use that word. <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't you use I think it's the perfect word to use. Give me some examples of why y'all feel persecuted. For the same reason that y'all look at me with such disdain. <laughs> I was just looking at you like, oh, here we all go. Right, all right. J are you guys familiar with J.C. Watts? I've heard yeah. it, but I don't. J.C. Yeah. Watts, the former quarterback of Oklahoma, was a, con a congressman. Mm -hmm. Okay, black, black Republican. Alan mm -hmm. Keyes, black Republican. Ben Carson. Black Republican. Uh, so uh, don't put Ben Carson. Carson. Don't, don't, put, don't, put, don't, put don't put Ben Carson, Carson in there. there but see, that's that, exactly that, what I'm talking about. That's no. not helping you. That's not going to help. That's not going to help your cause that you're trying to make. But, but why? Everybody else that you name some. Because Ben Car because Ben Carson has done the opposite of, of 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 the movement of the Black Republicans. He has done everything he can to make a fool out of Black Republicans itself by just speaking. The stuff that comes out of his mouth. Right, is it, it, it goes against stuff that I've I've heard you say on this show, and I'm you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find all all the stuff that goes against you know uh, black Republicans, and I'm gonna send it your way, Rob. Yeah, you do that. You do. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. Do that. Well, my bad. Go ahead. You can go ahead, Rob. We, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. That's the best you got, Rob. You gonna fight? You gonna fight the man through the camera? Come on, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's the best, best I got. That's the make best it, I got. Make it, make your next move your best move. Great. I don't know, man. Rob, you talking about lifting people to the moon and shit? Nah, yeah, I, I ain't nah, testing man, that. If my life is in danger, man, it's gonna be you and me, and it's always gonna be me. So, <laughs> it is. Yo, but I, <laughs> I love, I love, I love y'all. I love everybody. But, but, but we still talking about being cautious. Well, I, I no, but why. see, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about persecuting individuals. But y'all you know I mean? do the same thing for Democrats. I mean, what? what oh no, about? we hate, we hate all of you. We don't just hate just black black Democrats. But I'm we just saying, you, but, but your name, you'll start throwing names. We hate, we hate every, we're equal opportunity haters, man. So, so, we hate so, on all y'all. Well, y'all hate all. <laughs> oh you, you're not helping your cause. Eh? Oh, cool. you oh, just yeah, 
Come on, we got cookies. Everybody. Yo, y'all need to come to the dark side. We got cookies over here, man. We got grandma. <laughs> you said y'all cookies. hate everybody. <laughs> yeah, we hate all the Democrats. We don't hate you know. Why you hate all the Democrats? Why you hate, Why you hate Ron? What, what Ron do to you? And independence, an independence that can't seem to pick one side of the fence or the other. Y'all just want to no, stay sir. in the middle. So, so, no, so, sir. So. No, sir. I, I pick. I, I pick the right side every single time because I don't pick. I don't. You know go to one side and give all my whole life over to one side. I, I, I could pick something from the right and I could pick something from the left. Well, we don't I want could, your I life. Could, we... I, could, I, could, I could disagree with both sides. Come on, man. I'll just I... settle for your soul. Ooh. Just give me a, just bring me your soul. Give me some more coffee. You keep the am rest here, of that. We just want, we just want your soul. Am I hearing what I'm hearing? Am I hearing hey, what I'm hearing, on, man. Come on over here, man. But no, no, for real. This is what Spike Lee was doing on, 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 that, Trevor Noah, uh, on that Trevor <laughs> Noah thing. He was like this. Trevor Noah's like, hey, can you back up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that interview? No, nah, I ain't seen it. He was like this. Yeah, Trevor. Uh... <laughs> but, Rob, why you I, You still answer the question? What would you gonna say, y'all? Pro- how you going to say? I'm still baffled by this because you said Republicans are the most bad person. Let me tell you. All right, yeah. All right. So, I'm but a why black do you hate, conservative. Why, why do you Let hate, me give you an you, example. But why do you hate Democrats? I'm a moderate Democrat. No, you think you're a moderate Democrat. Okay, so I, got, I don't know what the hell I'm thinking about now. I don't, he said you're a black Republican, I didn't, Ron. I didn't That's go to school with shit like this. So, okay, please tell me why. <laughs> look, I, I'm, I a, look I'm a black, I'm a black conservative, why. okay? I wish I had a dollar for every time a black person called me an Uncle Tom. Me well, that's wrong. I wish I, I wish I had one dollar for every time somebody called me a house nigga. That's wrong. I wish I had one dollar. Because if I did, we wouldn't be talking right now. Y'all be at my mansion in Malibu some damn way. Well, let's talk about the money. From, uh, yeah, that's we, what well, I'm saying. Like, we are some of the most scrutinized, under the microscope group of individuals in this entire country. And every word that comes out of our mouth, all, all the way down to the clothes that we wear, is scrutinized time and time again by not just white people, but especially our own kind. So when I say persecuted, that's exactly what I mean. Black conservatives are persecuted in this country, but I'm good. I'm good with these things. So, all right, all right. Well, I still, I still, I still disagree with the with with your whole phrasing of you guys are persecuted. But I will say this: Uh, I know, I know a lot of black Republicans. I'm friends with a lot of black Republicans. Rob, you, you, uh, you know, you're part. You're one of those. My dad is a black Republican, right? And there are a lot of things that I, I agree. I disagree with anybody. I like any any other black. <laughs> I, see, I, look, I was about to, I was about to get on your side, but you know what? Never mind. Let's go. No, no. Uh, but no, I disagree with any black person calling any other black person a house negro, a Uncle Tom, or any other stuff because you disagree with their politics. That is one hundred percent wrong. That should not happen, right? On the flip side of that, I the problem is, and this goes back to the whole conversation of good good cops not weeding out bad cops, right? Black Republicans need to weed out these these horrible black Republicans that are making y'all look bad by saying stuff, i.e. Candace Owens, right? I.e. Ben Carson. You guys need to be like, hey, this is the stuff that we believe. And all this nonsense of these people that are out there on, on Fox News or other mainstream media talking some nonsense, y'all need to call them out. You guys need to call them out. Just like you, you agree that, that, bad, that good cops should call bad cops out. That's just all I'm saying. But nobody should be calling my dude Rob and Uncle Tom. And you know what? I I have his back. I ain't gonna be able to do nothing. But I'll be back there though. I'll be chilling. For real, you going you going 
I'll be back there. I ain't saying I can I can be effective. This man said he got cheer for him while he's fighting. Right. <laughs> Get it, Rob. I believe Yo, in one-on-one. How fights. many times have you heard Mia Love be called an Uncle Tom? Or or or, or any that, of these yeah, other that, black Republicans out here that are running running that, for office. And that and that's wrong because I actually I actually consider Mia Love a, a you know when you think of a black Republican, that's who I would think of would be a Mia Love. I would, I honestly would not think of a big I mean, I actually had somebody attempt to try to pull my race card one time because I'm a Republican. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this type of, this type of shit hurts, man. You know, like, I'll never let you know that, 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 that punch that you threw connected and it hurt me. I'll never let you know that. But there are times when you sit down and things get quiet and you start thinking about what's going on in the world and how you, what's your stance in all of it, what my role in all of this is. And some of that shit hurts, man. You know what I mean? Mm. Especially when you ask somebody you care about, look at you kind of with the side eye, you know, because I'm just as black as you are. You know what I mean? And I believe just like you believe. And I go through just what, like, just like you go through. You know what I mean? But to have somebody say something like that to you or to us or to another person, just because they don't have a, a D next to their name or just because their color is red and not blue, that's, yeah, I hurt. It, it just... That's that's how I that's what I think. I, I, I hear a whole bunch of I hear a whole bunch of crying and complaining. The same same thing that you ridiculed Democrats for doing, you're doing it. <laughs> Why you hit though? Why you? Because I'm I, I'm the just keeping it vulnerable. Real. I'm just keeping it 100 right now because the same thing that he said that Democrats do for the last three weeks on this show, he just did it. You just complain. About oh we're getting picked on da, 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 da. man up toughen up if you can't deal with it change your party start your own party ain't that what you told me all right Rob yo yes well, I'm, I'm I'm getting that I'm getting at you you ain't got nothing to say go ahead put up your cigar drink your coffee I think what he was trying to say was that when somebody calls him an Uncle Tom or a House Negro somebody that he you know another black person that he's connected to that 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 hurts. It don't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. I ain't got nothing to do with your policies. That's just, that's just, I, I get, I get, I'm with you, Rob. I, I'm, I'm not, you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not with you, Rob. I'm not with you on that note. We're going to what else is, to what else is yeah, new. I'm with you too, Rob. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm neutral. I'm not I with love you, he, he sat here for three weeks. Complaining, mm-hmm. talking about Democrats, you're nothing but a bunch of crybabies. If you were on my boat, I would throw you off and let you drown out there by yourself because you can't swim. Democrats are all a this bunch other of stuff. Babies. All this Democrats other stuff. And he's sitting up here oh, crying right oh, now. They'll drop a bombs on you because you're all in one spot. Yeah, see? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You did say you did say that. You did say that. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was a low. That was a low. Man, roll into the question of the week, Trent. I'm I'm hot. I'm I'm Stephen A right now. I'm this is blasphemous. <laughs> Man, okay. All right. Well, question of the week. <laughs> Uh, this goes out to our viewers and also to our two co-hosts. Uh, we, we ask a question every week. And question today is, uh, what book has impacted you the most? Not uh, Dr. Seuss, Ron. Uh, Ron, uh, what book? <laughs> <laughs> Green eggs and Green eggs and Already then. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. work for me. Um, <laughs> ah, oh, man. Um, that's so many books, man. Um, uh, so many books, so many books. Um, I would say, uh, whew, maybe the 48 Laws of Power. 
you know, um, a lot of people, they don't know about that, but, um, you know, it's a pretty good book to understand how, how stuff works in any organizations, just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get ahead on stuff. I, I think that one, that hits a nail on the head for me. Nice. I think for me, mine would probably, it's a toss up between two books. Um, I the Art of the uh, Deal. <laughs> Art of the Deal. Hey, no, hey Rob, no, no, you know what? No, Rob can get mad right now, but Rob, you asked for this shit. You asked for this shit from your comments earlier. You knew we was going to come back at you. I ain't, I, ain't, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't done throwing these haymakers. I'm coming for you the rest of the show. Just all, right, Buster, all right, Buster Douglas, pump your brakes real quick, all right? You, you might get lucky you get the knockout, but I'm going to whoop that ass. I'm going to verbally whoop that ass first, though. Now, I would have to say that um, I, would, I would toss it up between, uh, I don't know if you've read uh, Paul Mooney's book. Um, I think it's Black is the New White. Um, that book, uh, his latest one, Paul Mooney, a great, him and, uh, Richard Pryor were best friends, but they were going through the sixties and the seventies together. And they saw things much like Dave Chappelle from like a, a black standpoint, you know, and I think he still lives in Harlem or something or, or in that area. Um, so reading that book, I got to see things through Paul Mooney's eyes and, you know, it was just very, very enlightening. And the second book that I, um, that really, really hits close to home for me is a book that was, I can't remember the Colonel's name. It was Lieutenant Colonel that wrote a book called on killing. And when I got in my first gunfight and then eventually subsequent combat deployments and stuff, I had a real tough time with taking human life. You know, you're, you're growing up for so long and all three of us are veterans. Um, you're growing up for so long. You, you know, just taught that what's right, what's wrong, moral, this more morality and ethics and stuff. And so when you finally do it the first time and things calm down and you're by yourself and it just starts to read this book that I read, it was handed to me by somebody else, um, dog-eared copy. And I, I read it and it just really, really helped me, um, helped me with my post-traumatic stress disorder and helped me with my morality and, and my spirituality and stuff. So it just, just kind of put me back on a nice little, you know, a nice foundation for me to kind of start again. So. I would probably say that both of those books really helped me. So, man, that, that, you know, hey, man, you know, um, I almost got, you know, Waterworks just listening to you talk about, you know, how the book helped. No, I didn't. All right, Trent, so. Um, well, I'm going to answer my own question. Only yeah, yeah, Trent, I, 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 I fucking I, hate I, you, man. I usually don't. <laughs> I, just, I, I usually don't answer my own question, but, um, but. I think this book is very, should be, you know, beneficial for everybody to read in the black community. It's called, uh, and I mentioned it a few times on the show, Poweronomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. And again, it just talks about the power of, of group economics that can build the black community up, you know, where we'd be able to have power, um, have a voice and have, you know, have a political voice, stuff like that. So I think everybody probably should go out there and get that book, Poweronomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. It's a, it's a fascinating read, uh, breaks down a lot of stuff that, you know, you wouldn't even, you know, even think about when it comes to to group economics in the black community. So that's what's up, man. So Trent, man, if people want to answer out there, let you know their great books and how can they reach out to you? How can they let us know? You guys can can contact us on our Facebook um, uh, Facebook comments. You can send us a message on Facebook. You can also send us a a DM uh, on our IG page as well, uh, or you can also send us an email as well. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. We got to go to a short commercial break from a message from one of our sponsors. And as soon as we break out, 
got Adrian Amos joining us. Are you still searching for clothes in your closet? Looking for that summer outfit, maybe that fall outfit? Well, hit up my man at Shades of Faces. Shades of Faces has some of the tightest urban swag out there. You can hit him up on Instagram or Facebook, Shades of Faces, and tell my man that Comfortable Being Uncomfortable sent you. And we are back. And, uh, you know, the first round got a little heated. Uh, I think they said that uh, Doc Ronnie Mac uh, won that. And now we're going into a quick little, uh, little intermission because we gotta bring in, <laughs> we gotta bring in my boy, my main man, Green Bay Packers star safety, Adrian Amos. What's going on, man? What's happening, man? Thank you for having yo, me yo, on. Yo. Thanks What's for coming man? on, boss. Thanks for coming yes, on. Yes, sir. So, Adrian, man, uh, you know a lot of stuff going on with the NFL being on, and I and I guess you could say uh, semi lockout uh, in a sense because facilities haven't been open for a while now. <laughs> Uh, and so a lot of camp has been missed. So what are you doing right now to keep keep on online with your training, uh, team meetings and stuff like that? What kind of stuff are you doing and the organization is doing? Um, you know, I think it's big right now to just to stay organized, to keep your structure. Um, I try to do it so as, um, you know, I know during OTAs, I have a set window where I'll be training, where I'll be in meetings and things like that. So. Um, we call in, we have Zoom meetings, we go over the playbook. Um, first thing I do when I get up in the morning, I eat my breakfast, then I get working out. Um, you know what I'm saying? I try to stay on the pace. They send us some workouts, but, um, you know, everybody knows their own body at this point. So you have to do, you know, enough um, to get yourself ready because once it's time to go, it's time to go. They're not waiting for nobody. Yeah, so the funny thing is, uh, my man Rob is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. <laughs> and... You know, when we talked about it last week, we said, hey, we bring it on Adrian Amos. He was like, no <laughs> effing way. Oh, I, I, oh, I've got some questions for you, boss, man. <laughs> Go first ahead, off, Rob. First off, is it okay if I call you Smash? Yeah, that's cool. All right, Smash. Number one, I'm a big fan of yours. I got a question for you. Like, I was, I was, I was actually watching a game uh, when you were with Chicago, and you interrupt, uh, intercepted – my man, Philadelphia royalty, Nick Foles in the end zone. My qu- number one, Nick Foles is Philadelphia royalty. He'll never buy another beer in Philadelphia <laughs> as long as he lives. But for you, like, I'm just trying to, trying to get this through my head. Like, when you intercepted that ball, like, do you ever find that sometimes your adrenaline is so up that you just – sometimes you, 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 you ever second-guess yourself, like, maybe I should have – did this when I did that, or I mean, you're you're obviously a game changer, and you changed in whatever defense you're on, you you, you change the entire defense. But what was going through your head when when you what goes through your head when you pick these balls off? Because you're a ball hawk, man. You know, and and he said, pick these uh, balls off. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. But when but when you when you're intercepting passes, you know what I mean. Like, do you ever? find that, you know, your adrenaline is kind of working against you or anything, or are you always practice and ready for that situation? Um, I mean, what I learned that is when I'm playing my best ball, it's, um, it's because I'm not thinking as much because it's more reaction. Um, when you're thinking out there, you got to think about, you know, the average play is three seconds. So 
um, you don't have time too much to, to think about everything going on. So um, you have to trust your, your practice, your preparation. And then, you know, you caught a thousand balls, but in that moment, you know what I'm saying, your body is going to react how you practice it to react. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, in certain situations, just making plays like that, um, you really, you really don't really critique what you did until you see it later. So you're like, man, you know, I should have did this. I wish I would have did this. Um, or when you go back on film, you know, maybe, maybe when I caught that, you know, maybe I should have cut that way. I cut that way. But on in the when it's live, certain things you don't see like that. You don't see it how, you know, reviewing. I, um, I was thinking about it when when playing golf, right? When I'm trying to, you know, work on my swing, um, and I'm swinging. And I know how to swing, but then when I watch somebody else do it, you know, I might mess it up. When I watch somebody else do it, I can critique and tell them everything that he he should have did, but I can't right. do it myself, you know what I'm saying? So that it's almost like that when you, you know, um, you know, when you go back and watch the film, like, man, I should have did this, because you know what to do. It's just in that moment, you know, it, it it's just like your instincts take over. Is that the same way? Is that the same way when you guys are like, do you guys ever run audibles on defense, like based on the 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 routes that the that the offense is showing you what they're what they're trying to give you? Like, for example, if you've got trips right or something like that, do you guys ever shift on defense? And is that when you're talking about like you know instinctually, like, or do you change your coverage based off of what it is that you see in in, in that audible? Is that is that along the same lines as instincts? Um, no, th that's the mental part of it. So pre-snap, that's where the, the mental part come in. That's when you're studying, come in. Um, and then that's within a play. So you have, all right, if they come out in this formation, we're running this play. If they come out in this formation, we're running that play. And then, that's you know, a lot to remember. Yeah, then within one play, you can have, you can have they're in trips, but then they're motion to two by two. So now you're in a different call right there, you know, in split seconds. So, um, I think at that level, that's why they say, why does the college game, um, why does it seem like the NFL is so much faster than college? It's because of that mental part, like pre-snap. You have to, it's a lot more you have to learn and process um, before you can let your uh, instincts take over once the snap, you know, actually happens once the, once the um, play starts. Gotcha. Uh, man, so, you know, nice. so, nice. so you know, talking about Chicago, boo. All right, so... How you like in Green Bay more over? Uh, how you like in Green Bay compared to Chicago? Um, you know, it, it, it's like a. It, it reminds me of college in a way because it's a college town. It seems like um, just because it's nothing in Green Bay but football. So, um, you know that the stadium, the atmosphere, everything just feels like when I went back to Penn State when I'm playing in um, BB Stadium. So, um, that's why I say it, it's more of a college town. In Chicago, you got everything going on you got the bulls um you got the cubs you got um you know celebrities different things like that um in green bay the foot the 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 football team is is that you know what i'm saying in, in chicago you you know it's, it's chance and it's um you know kanye you know if you ever come back there um you know di different people like that so it's just it's just a lot more going on um, rather than um, in Green Bay, where it's, it's really just us. I got two daughters in Penn State right now for all y'all to, to know. So, what's up, man? Go Nimmy Lions. Sure. So, so, uh, so, Adrian, as, as uh, also, I'm a huge fan as well. I'm, uh, I'm a Coach fan, being from Indianapolis, but still, I'm a diehard fan, man. I see, see you do some, some great stuff on the field. Um, but kind of, kind of, want to kind of uh, flip a little bit. 
uh, I want to get your opinion on how do you see the culture of the NFL going after, you know, what's going on with COVID-19, right? What's going on with, um, you know, the, the protests uh, surrounding the George Floyd uh, killing, things like that. How do you see, and also Roger Goodell's uh, statement as well, how do you see the culture shifting uh, in the NFL this year? Um, I think it's been a, you know, I would say a good start to it. Um, we're, time will tell how much they really mean everything they're saying, you know, when, um, you know, you got Roger Goodell come out, make a statement, um, then is he making that statement because that's what he believes? Or is he making it because some people are forcing their hands right now? Because, um, but um, that's really what it takes the players to, so you have somebody like Patrick Mahomes, if he coming out and say something, you know, he, he's the face of, you know, the NFL right now. He, he Super Bowl MVP. Um, you know, if he comes out um, and he's saying those things, then, you know, you have to listen. Um, a lot a lot of people feel like um, the NFL owes Colin Kaepernick an apology. Um, I don't know how much that apology is going to be worth, but, um, you know, it's still a step, even to get him to say that. Just, 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 just get out and be like, all right, we were wrong. Um, we understand why you're protesting because um, a lot of people, just like Drew Brees' incident, a lot of people, um, they may not be necessarily racist, but they're just um, oblivious to certain things because it doesn't affect them personally. So when Colin Kaepernick takes a knee for police brutality, you know, you have people that say, well, you know, this is not the 60s. Well, this is, um, you know, it's not really just happening to them. If you look at the, you know, the raw numbers, this says this and this says that. Um, but, you know, I think it's important that we have those leaders, even the, you know, the uh, high-profile white quarterbacks to um, support the black athletes, as in, you know, we make the league. You know, uh, I don't know too many people who's watching the NFL without black people. So, um, you know, I, I just feel like if you have those um, prominent white quarterbacks come out in, in, in support of, um, you know, what we're saying or what, you know, we as a community been crying about for, you know, a long 400 time. 400 years. A long time. For a long, you know what I'm saying? For a long, long time. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I just think it's big. And I think it's a step in the di uh, right direction because, you know, may maybe some of them are faking when they're saying it and just saying it so they won't lose money or or, or, um, or assets. But um, I, I think it's a good amount that, that are starting to realize it. Uh, and it's kind of sad that it, it took, you know, seeing somebody's life drain away like that, you know what I'm saying, in order to, um, you know, reach that point. That's good stuff, man. So, Adrian, man, hey, we have tons of questions to ask you. I got um, a bunch of questions for you, but, boss. But, but, but look, man, we, we're going to bring you back on maybe midseason to see how things are going. Uh, but, man, we greatly appreciate you coming in and, and taking some time out your busy schedule to, to talk to us here at Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. Right, I want to say thank, thank you for coming out, boss. Thank yeah, man, you. have a good season, boss. All right, now, good, good luck. All right. All right. Thank you. So, that was a great interview. Adrian Amos, Green Bay Packers, star safety. <laughs> I will be at the game. They got to play Philadelphia. Uh, December yeah, yeah. 6th. Yeah, I will yeah, be this, there. That's going to be in Philly, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's going to be in Green Bay. Oh, let's go together then. I will be My there. My guy. My All guy. Right. Trent, you rolling? You rolling? I'll, I'll come. I'll hey, come. we could do a show from out there. What's good? 
Oh, what's up? Oh, hey. Doing Silverman out there. What's good? Let's do it. I forgot to mention that. I forgot to mention that. My dad's a diehard Packers fan. I forgot to mention that to him or whatever. Who? Uh, I'll help. My dad. dad. So my dad actually, for the first time, he's been a, he's been a Packers fan since, since the 60s, man. And my dad finally went to, uh, went to uh, you know, a couple of Packers games this past season. So, I, you know, I have to, that's, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely ready to roll. I'll go, I'll oh, go yeah. with y'all. All right, let's do oh, it. Yeah. So let's lock it in. December 6th, we're going to come to you live from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yes, sir. My, yes, all sir. right, so rolling into the wow of the week, man. Rob, who, who we who who we giving this out to? Is it another Karen incident? What? We've got another another Karen incident. Another Karen. It's it's terrible. So apparently, uh, a, a a black lady was driving and she got cut off uh, by a white woman who leaned out the window and called her a nigger, and then proceeded to drive to the police station and file a complaint against this black woman. But to, to make matters worse, she she went in and used her justification with the police department because she's tired of all the rioting and looting and everything. I've, I've got the video, but apparently, <laughs> of course, we're having technical difficulties. But the justification that she used was just completely, completely asinine. And what, what do you guys, I mean, you guys saw the video. What do you think on it? What do you think about it? I'm going to say this. Her justification was, I'm so sorry. I'm tired of all the looting on all the rioting. And so the lady was like, so that gives you a right to call me the N-word. She's like, but I'm just so tired. I'm so sorry. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the looting. I'm tired of it. But that gives you the justification to call somebody the N-word. I will tell you something. All right. 400 years. I'm sick of this shit. All right. <laughs> I'm sick of it. All right, people running around here doing what they want to do, calling people the N word, and 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 talking about they're not racist, and they're going on apology tours. Let me tell you something, man. Enough is enough. Today we stop that shit. All right, it's 2020, 400 mm -hmm. years. I'm sick of it. So, uh, Karen, where was this place? Where did this take place at, man? Um, I can't remember. But wherever you are, you you get the wild of the week because that was the somebody cut you off. She just happens to be black. You're tired of all the looting. You go into a panic. You go into police station to file a like, police report. You start crying. Start crying. Crying. Karen tears. I'm just so tired. Karen what tears. Tired for? <laughs> Talking about you tired. We've been tired. Terrible. We've been tired. Change your uh, behavior. That's <laughs> terrible. I, uh, she's tired. She's she's tired of not being able to you know call somebody in where she's tired that. You know, she got to be quiet, you know, whenever she see a black person, she can't, she can't go out there and be like, nigger, you know, she, she, she tired. What the hell's the purpose of going to the police state? Why? What are you going to say? What are you going to do? I, I want to file a police report for this vehicle that, that cut me off. And the police is going to be like, okay, did they cause an accident? What, I mean, did they hit the brake? I mean, what, what happened? Like, well, they cut me off. And the lady had the good comeback. She was like, okay, cool. I'll file a hate crime right now. We, we, can, do, yeah. we can do the same thing. Cause that was a hate crime. I mean, somebody just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody just mentioned like start charging for false uh, police reports. Trent, what do you think about that? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. These these cats should should definitely be getting some type of penalty, something for for all these false uh, calls. One hundred percent. I agree. I, I think you should start penalizing people. You know you've got to do something. You've got to start writing citations. You've got to start issuing summonses. You've got to do something because you're tying up resources that 
officers could be paying attention to something that really matters. That if you start having dumb shit like this with no consequences, you see what's happening. You got people calling on, you know, calling cops on bird watchers. You got people calling cops on, I mean, they're even bold enough to swing and punch people in the face now aside of Red Ooh, Lobster. Hey, you know, like, so come speaking on. Of, like, speaking of, did y'all see the one? So we, we, should, we probably should have gave this Karen, the other Karen, the fucking wild of the week. But the one where the, it was a Native American woman in the gas station. And yes. She, she was oh. trying to, and she was trying oh, yeah. to purchase something. And the lady <laughs> said, you need to go back to your country. And the lady's like, I'm Native American, bitch. This is my country. This is my country. And, she, <laughs> and, she, and so, so, so Karen decided that she want to put hands. She, she, she said, I interviewed her for this special because I thought we were going to use it. She told me that she thought she was trying to bless her. So guess what the young lady that got pushed did? She blessed her with the mm -hmm. right slap from Jesus coming down oh, man. across her face. Heard around the world, the slap heard around the <laughs> Yo, that was absolutely crazy. Yo, she, that, had, she had the nice right hand too. Mm-hmm. But I got to say this. Happening. That's I gotta say that Karen wasn't. She was a little older, but she had a nice little body. Oh, here we go. Sundress. Here we go. Here we go. Rob. Hey, Rob. Just give me. Give all right tonight. Uh, later on, when we when we close out, just give everybody your Tinder profile. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so, look, man, what we got for the confession letter, man? <laughs> all right so going right into the confession letter all right it says uh i've been dealing with my old lady for about 14 years now not old old um we've been off and on we got two kids together too my problem i'm dealing with now is that i've been trying for years to progress my lifestyle to better myself what i mean by that is by quitting some bad habits and get my life together however she has been comfortable and complacent with how life is and barely getting by I don't want to move on because of my kids and want to have a two-parent household and be there for my kids, but I am getting to the point where I've had enough. At the end of the day, my kids are what matters to me, but I can't keep staying in this if she is comfortable with just barely getting by. Am I tripping? You know, what sounds like you have here is you have a man who's trying to do better than he is doing right now. And what he's... Uh, what he's what he's doing is 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 telling people that you know, or telling her that you know I want to do better things. I'm trying to get better things uh, headed in the right direction, but it's not happening, right? And so I think you know I commend him. I commend him for trying to do it, but mm -hmm. you got to get out of that situation, bro. You can't. I understand you worry about your kids, but I've I've said it before ten thousand times to folks, man. Sometimes being unhappy with kids and in a relationship is going to affect the kids even more. You know, so I, you know, I commend them. I, I you know, I ain't got no jokes for that today. Cause you know, I usually, yeah. I usually rib on confession letters, but yeah. this one right here is a true confession letter. Somebody who's like, look, man, what, I mean, am I tripping for like wanting to do No, nah, you ain't tripping, bro. You ain't tripping at all. You, you can't, you cannot have people in your life that's break, that brings you down. You, you can't, you cannot, especially if you're trying to move up, man, you can't have people bringing you down, man. You just, and just to, mm -hmm. just to piggyback off of what y'all are saying, like, honestly, being being in a single parent household with a father that's trying to and, and does achieve what it is that he sets out to do, that's going to be better for the kids in the end because they can see, well, this is how we used to live and this is how we live now. Yeah, and It's going to be better for them. 
their quality of life is going to be better. Your quality of life is going to be better. Sometimes you just, you know, some people are, what do they say for a reason, for a season and for, you know, for life, you know, people come into your life for certain reasons, for certain, for certain things. Yeah. And maybe her purpose was just to give you two beautiful children and that's it. Maybe, you know, somebody yeah. asked, somebody asked a question. Did he have the conversation? Um, I'm pretty sure they've been together for over 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. 14 years. I'm pretty sure the conversation was had. It's just a matter of, you know, her wanting to be stuck and he's trying to, you know, he's really trying to do better. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, quit bad habits. I don't, I don't know what the bad habits are, but you know, it takes a lot for, you know, somebody to say, Hey, you know, I need to stop doing what the fuck I'm doing. I don't want to stop smoking crack. You know what I mean? So I can get better. Well, we know Rob yeah, smokes crack. <laughs> that's, that's your excuse for the day, right? You've been on crack all morning. Well, today was, it was rough. It was rocky morning. See? But but see, going back to our, our the title of our show, right? We have we have, we have conversations about comfortable being uncomfortable. But then you also have to look at that as you have to get to a place, right? Change can be uncomfortable. So you have to get to a point where you're comfortable being uncomfortable. So you so so you can initiate change in your life, right? Ooh. You 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 gonna have to do some you know go through some things. But you're gonna have to you know get rid of some people out of your life, right? That's uncomfortable. You're gonna have to start you know doing that, you know, in order for you to grow, you know. Tell me, like that's just where I'm at. It's you know, Ooh. I always tell people that. Right. I mean, Trent, that was that was knowledge. That was that was Appreciate grade A. It. Trent, Max. I'll give you a B. Every once in a while, I I I'll <laughs> a B. I'll take it. I'll give that's you passive. a B. I'll give you a that's B minus. Passive. No, I'm just that's still yeah. passing. <laughs> give me a C, that's passing. <laughs> so yeah, hey, hey, look, to the guy that wrote the letter, look, man, hey, if you haven't had a conversation with him, man, we 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 th- we hope that you've already had that conversation with. If you haven't had that conversation, man, sit yeah. down, tell her what you're her. trying to do. If she ain't seeing you eye to eye, man, or she, you got to go ahead and just make that move, bro. Yeah. All right. On that note, gentlemen, we got to wrap this joint up. It was a great show. Trent B, how can they reach you, baby? Man, how can they reach me now, player? Uh, I'm at the same spot, at Trent B. Franklin on IG. That's the only way you can reach me. I give $20 to the first person that can actually find that profile. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find that. In other words, you ain't going to reach. <laughs> well, so somebody, find, somebody, be, somebody about to be $25 richer then. <laughs> I get $25. If you, got, if you can find that profile right now, put it in his group on a Facebook Live or send me a direct message on Instagram <laughs> saying, I oh, found man. him. With a screenshot of his profile, I will send you cash up you $25. Rob, how can they reach you, man? <laughs> you can reach me at Donkey Faces. All right, yeah, insert joke here. <laughs> insert joke here. At, at Donkey Faces on Instagram. You know, your Donkey Faces thing is like, you'd say you, it's for Democrats, right? That's what you said, right? Remember on the first show? You was no. like, yeah, my, 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 my Instagram is donkey faces because Democrats, that's, you know, that's you guys. Donkey faces, jackasses, all this other stuff. I mean, you're talking about your damn self, <laughs> jackass. See, I see, and they wonder why I'm so hostile. <laughs> wonder why I'm so hostile? Look at this, look at this. I got to take blood pressure medication. I got a woo saw, woo saw. Because of these two. <laughs> That's how you can reach me. <laughs> All right. Yo, so I know we did a very special uh, show today. Uh, moved the time up a couple hours. We'll return next week right back at our original time at 2 p.m. Eastern. 
on Facebook Live. And then you can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All you have to do is search at Comfortable 2. No, at on, it's Comfortable Being Uncomfortable on podcast. On Instagram, Facebook, it's Comfortable 2 Uncomfortable.talk. You can reach me on IG at DocRJ.5, or you can find me on Facebook, DocRondrilla. Blue Five to my sorority sisters, the Zeta Five Beta Sorority Incorporated, and my fraternity brothers, the Five Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Incorporated. Until next time, comfortable being uncomfortable.